Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, another fantastic open from Mario Ruiz. Appreciate you uh, being a part of the show. Lakers talk tonight, one hour from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. We got a lot to get into. Um, you heard it right there. We'll uh, look back, uh, of course, at yesterday's game against the Detroit Pistons. Uh, LeBron James officially suspended for one game. We'll get into that. Um, I'll get a chance to uh, have Trevor Lane from Lakers Nation join the show. And can yesterday's comeback be the spark the Lakers need? I got some concerns there when I hear that, but we'll spend some time on that as well. Uh, let's get right into it. By the way, you want to be a part of the show, hit me on Twitter, at Alan Sliwa, at Alan Sliwa. Uh, we got a busy show tonight. So LeBron James will not play tomorrow night versus the New York Knicks at the Madison Square Garden. I want to read off a tweet. By now, everybody knows. Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski put out this tweet um, a couple hours ago or so. Detroit Pistons center Isaiah Stewart will be suspended for two games for his role in the roughhousing with LeBron James on Sunday. James was suspended for one game. James will miss Tuesday's game against the New York Knicks at the Madison Square Garden. So it is official, uh, LeBron James. I, it, you know, it's kind of interesting. I, I thought yesterday, I did not think LeBron would get suspended. And part of my reasoning for that was, uh, well, LeBron doesn't have a history of, of committing dirty plays. It's not like LeBron is... He didn't commit something like Jokic did where he goes out of his way to retaliate against Markeith Morris. Um, it, it was it was a dirty play, don't get me wrong, but I thought it was more careless, more reckless. Uh, but at the same time, you know, having a conversation with Travis Rogers this morning, the more as the kind of the, the day wore on, I'm like, okay, yeah, there's probably a, a better chance than not that he's going to be suspended for a game. And you know, reality for the Lakers, I'm just going to talk about this from a strictly basketball perspective. Obviously, the Lakers need LeBron James in every single game. Um, the last thing they need right now is for him to miss games um, more than anything else because they're just not playing that good of basketball right now. So um, the NBA, when they issued out, um, when they issued out uh, their uh, statement today, basically announced that, that uh, LeBron's going to miss the game. Um, of course, Isaiah Stewart, his more more of his issue was escalating things, you know, further on court, continue to go after LeBron James. Um, I think it's, you know, very unfortunate that he'll be missing tomorrow's game. So let me, let me kind of put it from a basketball perspective and then also the fact that it's at the Mecca, um, the Madison Square Garden. Um, they obviously love their hoops. It's one of the greatest places to play. Just bad timing for this to fall in a game where it was against the Detroit Pistons. I'm not justifying anything if the league thinks that he needs to be suspended a game. Um, I think you probably couldn't walk away. If they didn't suspend him, I think a lot of people would have been like, well, LeBron's getting preferential treatment, and uh, look at that. They're letting him go. They're letting money uh, and the ratings and the fact that the game's in New York and the game's nationally televised, they're letting that outweigh what's the right thing to do. 
So I guess today I'm not as surprised that he's going to be suspended for a game. Um, but the timing of it really sucks. It really does. Um, you know, Michael Thompson always says this on the broadcast. He always spends some time and he'll say there was a game, maybe it was Friday night, that the Golden State Warriors decided to sit Steph Curry. I think Draymond Green sat as well in Detroit. So he's like, man, I he talked about how he just can't stand when that happens. He feels so bad for those you know, kids or those parents that bought tickets so they could see Steph Curry one time this year, and they don't get that opportunity. And I think this kind of falls along the same line, and it's not to downplay other markets. It's the same thing when the Lakers are in Charlotte or the Lakers are in Atlanta or they're in Orlando. There are NBA fans that want to get a chance to see one of the greatest to ever do it. And, you know, obviously the Madison Square Garden, that's different. It's it's on top of it being a fantastic NBA market, it's the top market. It's the biggest market um, when it comes to NBA franchises. Um, and it's, uh, you know, a game that certainly adds an incredible, uh, adds a, a different type of allure when you have LeBron and Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook and Carmelo Anthony, but LeBron is, that's the head of the snake. So the fact that he's going to miss that game tomorrow, that's unfortunate. Um, does he deserve the one game suspension? Uh, I mentioned I could have gone either way if you told me that yesterday, um, but I think as the day has progressed, um, I, I don't think LeBron James is a dirty player, but it's a bad look if they didn't suspend him. So that's probably the best way that I can put it. It's a bad look if they, you know, announced, well, okay, LeBron's good to go, he'll be fine. Oh, but Isaiah Stewart, you got five games. You know, I, I think that would have been. You know, certainly a bad look. And when you go back and look at the replays, whether LeBron was frustrated, I genuinely don't think LeBron is trying to hit this guy in the face. I really don't. Uh, but he did hit him in the face, and he did land, um, you know, obviously a, a closed fist, even though it was on the side, right on his upper right eye. And, you know, obviously you saw what happened from there. I thought the Isaiah Stewart part of this, I'm actually surprised he only got two games. I really am. Um, that doesn't really make all that much sense to me, but maybe they were being, maybe being a little bit more lenient on him because he is the one that got hit in the face. He did obviously, uh, he was bleeding profusely during the game, so maybe they were a little bit more lenient on Isaiah Stewart. But I, I thought, if you'd have told me he got five games, I'd be like, okay, yeah, that's no surprise there. If you'd have told me he got three games, I'd probably been like. Okay, you know what? He probably probably got away with it. Uh, the dude was relentless going after LeBron. Um, you know, I thought Ramona mentioned something earlier today when she was on on the Mason and Ireland show about how kind of the different people that he was mowing down uh, to go after Braun, and then he ran back into the locker room and everything else. I, I, I don't know. For me, I'm, I'm surprised he only got two games. I thought it was kind of laughable. Dwayne Casey, the coach of the Pistons, who said that he shouldn't face any further punishment for his altercation with LeBron. He shouldn't be facing anything, not getting off the court in time. That's a small thing. I don't know what the hell he was talking about, to be honest with you. And I'm a fan of Dwayne Casey, and I know you got to back up your uh, player on this. This was earlier today before the suspensions were announced. But to say that uh, not getting off the court in time, that's a small thing. Come on now. Let's be a, let's be a little bit more responsible in, in that regard. So I thought that was laughable. Um, so there you have it. Uh, LeBron James will not play tomorrow night versus the Knicks at the Madison Square Garden. So let's go back to the basketball front. Laker fans, Lakers are sitting at nine and nine right now. So 18 games in, nine and nine. 
when they're done with this road trip against the New York Knicks tomorrow and the Indiana Pacers on Wednesday, by the time you're enjoying your Thanksgiving dinner on Thursday, the Lakers will have played 25% of the season. Um, I mentioned this yesterday in the post-game show. I'll say it again. If Lakers split these last two, I think they're fortunate. Uh, and that's just the way that the Lakers are playing. So um, they come back yesterday. They beat the Pistons. They outscored Detroit by 20 in the fourth quarter. They were down 17. You know, if that was if yesterday's game was the spark the Lakers were looking for, I, I want to play this a couple different ways. So let's just say hypothetically, which we kind of heard a few of these guys um, sound off a little bit, specifically Lakers head coach Frank Vogel on um, on just the the mere fact that the Lakers. Um, winning that game, it could be something, it could be season-altering. It could kind of change the trajectory of where your season was going, and then you had kind of a team-defining moment like that where everybody's fighting together, everybody's sticking together. Let's just use that as an example if we want to uh, if we want to play that card for a quick second. Um, that concerns me a little bit because the Detroit Pistons are not a good team. They're just not. And... The fact that they're 4-12 and right now, the fact that Lakers had to come back from 17 down, and they did have a really good fourth quarter. They really did. They only gave up 17 points. They played great team defense. They looked like they had some edge. They were truly, truly fighting last night. Those are all great signs. Um, what I think you know concerns me when we, when we say that as far as this is the spark the Lakers needed, first of all, we're going to find out if they win tomorrow against the Knicks, and AD is relentless, and Russell Westbrook is relentless, um, then maybe we're on to something here. And then you go follow that up with a win against the Indiana Pacers, and you close out this road trip 3-2 and two after losing the first two and winning the final three. Then you come back to Staples Center, and now you're ready to, okay, let's go to work. We're ready now. LeBron's back. A, lot of these, a couple of these guys. THT now has been back for a few games. Um, then I might buy into it. The problem is, you know, wor- what worries me is that they need this spark at this stage of the season. They're not playing good basketball right now. And I feel like, you know, for a, for a team like this, a roster like this, expectations like this, you should have enough to uh, pique your interest at this stage of the season. Um, you know, what could be a spark is competing for a championship. Use that as your motivation. What could be a spark is you're rocking the purple and gold. You're getting a chance to play for one of the most successful franchises in the history of sports, and the expectation is always to win. Um, What could be a spark is respecting your occupation, your job, that when you come into work that it is about giving 110% effort. It's not paying attention to what the date is and how many more games you have left and, oh, let's just worry about the playoffs. Um, How how about another spark is all those people in the offseason saying how old the Lakers are. Oh, they're too old to go out there and compete for a championship. Um, you should already, I feel like they should already have all this motivation. So when I hear that, um, you know, a spark, this could uh, create a spark for the Lakers. It kind of can take them from one level to the next level. I, I more than anything else, I, I guess I kind of question why do they need a spark? They're eight and nine last night before they come back and they win the game. They're only sitting at 500. You got a bunch of teams in the Western Conference, whether it be the Phoenix Suns, the Utah Jazz, the Golden State Warriors, that are playing good basketball, really good basketball. 
Um, you have a roster that I feel like is good enough uh, to obviously be competing with a lot of these teams. Listen, if they needed that spark yesterday to get things going, all good. And I don't think we're going to know for the next couple of games, you know, like I said, if they come out and they beat the Knicks, and they beat the Pacers, maybe it is the spark they needed. But it just surprises me that this Lakers team with this Lakers roster technically needs a spark. I would think that this squad is good enough um, to obviously just get straight to work and uh, coming out the season. Coming, I'm not saying they have to play great basketball, but the 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 effort and the hustle and all that other stuff that should be secondary. That should never be questioned. And I think so far this year, it's been a head-scratcher watching the Lakers play. They've been playing very average basketball. Um, Okay, I want to do this when we come back. I appreciate you guys being a part of the show, by the way. At Alan Sliwa, if you want to hit me on Twitter. I want to talk about Russ and Anthony Davis in that fourth quarter yesterday. Because they were truly unstoppable. They really, really were unstoppable yesterday in that fourth quarter. And that's a big reason why the Lakers got the W. Um... Why have they been so inconsistent? That's not something I've been able to put my hands on. And tomorrow, when they play the Knicks, they're going to play again without LeBron James. You need that type of Russ. You need that type of Anthony Davis. And you need it more on a consistent basis. Quick shout-out to Valvoline Instant Oil Change, proud partner here of Lakers Talk here on 710 ESPN. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for location and game-winning coupons off your next Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Use these guys all the time. Uh, Greatly appreciate their partnership uh, takes about 15 minutes to get your oil change. So uh, make sure you visit Valvoline Instant Oil Change if you need to get your car service. When we come back, let's talk about Russell Westbrook. Let's talk about Anthony Davis and try to figure out why they've been so kiss- uh, inconsistent so far this year. Stay right here. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. All right, welcome back to uh, Lakers Talk. Just a quick reminder here, Trevor Lane of Lakers Nation will be coming up here in about 10, 12 minutes or so. Um, Okay, so I want to get back to, uh, for those who are just tuning in right now, so the news earlier today, LeBron suspended a game for recklessly hitting, as the league puts it, Detroit Pistons center Isaiah Stewart in the face during their altercation in Sunday's game. Uh, Stewart has been suspended two games for escalating an on-court altercation by repeatedly and aggressively pursuing uh, LeBron James. So basically, uh, LeBron James will miss the Lakers-Knicks game tomorrow at the Madison Square Garden. Um, So one of the things that I was talking about, I was mentioning, was this, I guess you could say this conversation and this discussion about Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook. Because yesterday I saw those two players look possessed I mean honestly they looked possessed like nothing was going to stop them from coming back and figuring out a way to beat the uh, Detroit Pistons now look I I can sit here and say well it's the Detroit Pistons and you know they were just 4 and 11 coming in now they're 4 and 12 why do you give up 70 points or 68 points like they did in the first half Um, I can do all that and I probably will but I think the bigger question is um, you wanted the W, which you got it. 
you're nine and nine on the season, but you were very close to losing that game against the Pistons. So the the inconsistent inconsistencies from Russ and AD. Um, when I watched those two yesterday, Russell Westbrook was relentless, relentless of getting to the basket. I mean, Russell Westbrook looked absolutely possessed. He was going to get to the rack. Um, no one can do anything about it, and uh, he was going to find a way to help the Lakers win that game. Um, Anthony Davis had arguably one of the most you know ridiculous stat lines that I've ever seen, and, and this is not a stat line that happens very often in the NBA. Uh, he was fantastic. He had five block shots and four steals on the defensive end, so that obviously just shows how Anthony Davis was impacting the game. He was taking over the game. Russ, by the way, I want to say had 15 points in just the fourth quarter. Uh, Also had a a number of assists, a number of rebounds. So I I say all this because I'm not saying it's got to be perfect basketball on a night-in, night-out basis, but that relentless basketball, so AD was 30 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists, 5 blocks, and 4 steals and Westbrook was 26 points, 10 assists, 9 rebounds, 2 steals, only 3 turnovers. Um, They don't have to play perfect. But damn, the way they played yesterday, you just scratch your head sometimes and say, wait a minute, that's who those two players are when they want to be. There aren't many answers when Anthony Davis wants to roll up his sleeves and just say, I'm going to dominate this game. There genuinely are not that many solutions for other teams out there. I think when when Russ gets caught up shooting jumpers, he was 1 of 6 from the three-point line yesterday. You play right into the opposing team's defense and they take that all day long. What they don't want is an aggressive Russell Westbrook trying to get to the basket, trying to force himself inside the paint. Cuz then once he forces himself in the paint, now he could find guys that are open. He could create for others. He can create for himself. He could draw fouls. He could get guards in foul trouble. So the inconsistency from those two players is what stands out to me so far this year. Lakers have played 18 games. They sit at 9-9. Nine and nine. If I were to say, um, you know, if I had to give the Lakers a letter grade, I'm not going to sit here and do that. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying in general. If you had to kind of assess the Lakers and say, okay, well, how, how do you think they've played? Are they, uh, are they a B? Are they an A-? minus? Are they a – no, they're not. They're very average team right now, in some cases below average. Now, LeBron has missed after tomorrow. I think he'll, tomorrow's going to be his 11th game that he'll have missed, so he's obviously missed, obviously missed a big portion. Um, but AD and Russ were really, really – I was convinced that those two guys would be able to carry the Lakers, whether LeBron James was in the lineup or not. Of course, you everybody adjusts their game when LeBron James is not in the lineup. But when he's in the lineup, the thought process was – um, or I'm sorry, when he's out of the lineup, the thought process was those two guys can kind of carry the load, and they've just been inconsistent in doing it. So I loved what I saw yesterday in the fourth quarter. I love that there was hunger. I love that there was fight. I love that there was this kind of will, and everyone was possessed to try to find, make sure to find a way to close out the game. But with all that being said, it also raises the question of, the, the Lakers could be this on a night in night out basis. They could play with that much edge. They shouldn't allow some type of altercation like that where they're backing up their brother, which I love it. You know, they they definitely had LeBron's back yesterday. Um, but there should be more fight on a night in night out basis, I think, from this Lakers team. And I don't think that's been the case. And I think a lot of that is because Russ and Anthony Davis have not been consistent enough. 
They haven't taken over games enough. And yesterday was just a great reminder of not only their ability to do so, but the expectation to do so. Uh, that that more than anything else, I think what you know stands out to me so far in these first 18 games or so. Like I said, two more games to go. This road trip will end. Thanksgiving will hit. Lakers will be a quarter away through the season. They'll be 25% through the season. Um, so that's coming up soon here. Um, okay, another thing I want to get into is what happened to the Lakers defense? Does somebody want to help me out with this? Um, you know, the last four games for the Lakers – Travis and did Travis and I did a little bit of this this morning, but you know, obviously, Lakers talk gives me an opportunity to just uh, really kind of get into a lot more points. If you guys remember that loss to the Chicago Bulls, Lakers ended up giving up 121 points. Then the start of the five-game road trip, Lakers lost to the Milwaukee Bucks, gave up 109 points. The Boston Celtics gave up 130. And then the Pistons uh, last night, you gave up 116 points. So you could say Lakers over their last four games or so are probably giving up around 118 points a game, somewhere around there. Maybe a little bit less than that, but right in that range. Um, I mean, the game against the Boston Celtics, I haven't even got a chance to talk about that game. And, you know, the Lakers kind of – that game you're able to – there's two Friday night games the Lakers have played the last two Fridays – where we really haven't got a chance to talk about it because it got buried amongst the weekend. And they had another game on Sunday. They won both of those games on Sunday. NFL games were there. There was a lot of distractions from the time the Lakers lost these last two Friday night games to where we came back on air or people, media started, you know, obviously talking about it. The two games I'm talking about, remember they lost to the Minnesota Timberwolves at Staples Center by 24, 107-83. That was on a Friday night. And then this past Friday, they lost to the Boston Celtics 130-108. to The Boston game um, was incredibly disappointing for me. Not going to lie here. Um, you know, they gave up 60 points in the first half, then 70 points in the second half. 70 against Boston without Jalen Brown, by the way, and this is LeBron's return. So that one was just tough to swallow because it was the Boston Celtics. It was tough to swallow because LeBron was making his return, because you just want to see the Lakers win games. There were a lot of reasons for that, but the Lakers' defense, um, I feel like, and you know, I I sit in the studio and I'm listening to John and Michael, and I'm watching the game on Spectrum at the same time. But I have John and Michael on, so I'm, I'm listening obviously to our radio broadcast, and the amount of times that these guys just say, "and there's another layup," and "there's another layup," and Jeremy Grant gets to the basket, Cade Cunningham gets a shot, and Jason Tatum with his 30th point, he gets to the rim. I mean, I, I it's so crazy to me. And Lakers tried a different starting lineup yesterday. Now, remember, they had started going small, and Anthony Davis started playing the five. Um, there was a point it was THT in the starting lineup. Carmelo was there as well. LeBron came back. They're you know making their adjustments kind of game to game here. But last night, they went back to DeAndre Jordan, and AD then at the four, LeBron obviously at the three. And I thought to myself, and then Avery Bradley and Russell Westbrook, okay, they're obviously going to have an emphasis on the defensive side, which we all get it. Nobody's shocked or surprised there that Lakers want to focus on the defensive side. I mean, there are times where I feel like it's Olay defense. And listen, I bring this up. Man, I probably sound so negative today on Lakers talk, and that's not my intention. I'm just genuinely trying to critique what I'm watching and what I'm listening to on a night-in-night-out basis. But um, if the Lakers are going to go out there 
and win championship number 18. If that's going to happen this year, Laker fans, it's either going to happen because you're playing much better on the defensive side or you kind of have no chance. And I don't want to be brutally honest when I say it, but I, I mean it when I, you know when I'm referring to it because we know every time the Lakers have won championships, they've done it on the defensive side. Every time the Lakers, whether it was a championship against the Miami Heat just a couple years ago, it was back in the Kobe and Powell days, back in the Kobe and Shaq days, I know we look at Lakers, we look at the Lakers, and there's times you pay attention to the box score and you're only looking at points and you're only looking at how many assists this guy had. If the Lakers can't get stops, they're going to have problems. If the Lakers can't play defense, that's going to be an issue. Um, and so far, you know, this season, the Lakers have not been able to play defense on a consistent basis, or at least in this last four-game stretch, they haven't been able to. And I will take defense over offense any day of the week. And unfortunately for the Lakers, uh, it's been opposite so far. It's the defense in these last four games. They have not been able to get stops. And even if guys are putting up monster offensive numbers, uh, even though AD yesterday had monster defensive numbers, I mentioned that, what, he had five blocks and four steals. That's unreal. Um, but even with all that being said, I, I, I still sit here today and hope that the Lakers, it, one of the main things that turns around for the Lakers is going to be the defensive side. We'll just have to wait and see. Okay, we got Trevor Lane from Lakers Nation coming up next. We'll talk about this uh, suspension of LeBron James, what the Lakers look like so far, what can we expect these next couple of games, um, why can't Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis be more consistent. We'll do all that coming up next. Stay right here. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine, especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups and sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or just skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up and power your buys and tries the right way or de-stress with some cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Real quick, what's the easiest choice you can make? Window seat over middle? Beach vacation over camping? What about selling with Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. All right, welcome back to uh, Lakers Talk. Appreciate everybody being a part of the show. Already a half hour flies by. We got another half hour to go. Want to welcome in uh, a good friend of mine, senior writer for Lakers Nation, Trevor Lane, taking some time to join the show. Trevor, what's going on, man? Thank you for uh, joining the show, bud. Hey, thanks for having me, Alan. It's a busy time of year. Obviously, Lakers on the road, even a little bit of drama taking place. It's uh it's a fun time of year right now. Busy time for us, for sure. No, no question about it. And let's actually start with this. Yesterday, the Lakers obviously played the Pistons. And I'll, I'll get into some of that game, and we'll talk about how the Lakers have done so far on the road trip. But your initial thoughts, LeBron suspended for a game, recklessly hitting the Detroit Pistons center, Isaiah Stewart. Um, this is from the NBA League office. And then Stewart getting two games. What what did you think of went down? Any surprises to you, or were you expecting LBJ to miss at least one game? 
I was figuring it was probably going to be about a game for LeBron. That's that's kind of standard with a flagrant two foul. I mean, Frank Vogel put out the this the kind of narrative, the spin on it that he was trying to knock Isaiah Stewart's arm away from him, out of his ribs or, or whatever. And then he, and there was an inadvertent contact, but still the NBA decided one game suspension, which I figured was probably the most likely thing that we were going to see here for for LeBron anyway. Yeah, it's it's uh, you know obviously unfortunately as far as the timing goes, um, he's going to miss the game at the Madison Square Garden during the show a little bit earlier. I was talking about listen, anytime you're you miss a game, especially for the Lakers right now, they need LeBron in each one of these. Um, and I, I feel bad because it is at the Madison Square Garden and it is such a hyped up game. It just always happens to be that way. Uh, I guess it's just bad timing, right? And that's not to say that if the game was against the Pacers or against the Orlando Magic, that those fans don't want to also get a chance to see Braun. But that big of a market, obviously the the Mecca, the Madison Square Garden, it's, it's unfortunate that he's going to miss that one. Sure, absolutely. And, you know, I mean, for the NBA, I'm sure they, they weren't thrilled with him having to miss that game either, but um, there was just no way around it. They had to come out with the decision today, and if you're going to have a one-game suspension, there's no way to say, well, we're going we're gonna to defer that suspension until the next night in Indiana because we want to get the big market exposure. No, you, you can't do that. So, um, but yeah, unfortunately, no LeBron James for, uh, for Knicks fans this year because this will be their, their only trip there. So, uh, it's unfortunate, but that's you know it's the way it goes sometimes in the NBA. Well, I, I would I would have been fine with it. I would have said, you know what, that's a great decision. Adam Silver will let him play in New York, and you know what, Indiana, he should sit. He should sit. Yeah, I, I don't think Trev. I don't think that one would have worked. I don't think that pitch would have worked for us. Um, <laughs> no. So so let's go back to the last couple of games for the Lakers. Um, they come back yesterday against Detroit, and they have a fantastic fourth quarter. Uh, obviously they locked down on the defensive side, and before you know it, the Lakers put themselves in a position to win a game that they desperately, desperately needed. Uh, they lose the first two of this road trip um, to the Milwaukee Bucks, and the one you know against the Boston Celtics, I keep mentioning this, I mentioned this a couple times on the show today, that game kind of got buried because it was a Friday night, and then you went into the weekend, and there's college football, there's NFL, Lakers win, eventually win yesterday. So by the time you get to Monday, we're not talking all that much about it. What what have you thought of the Lakers' last couple of weeks? And, um, you know, I've said this, that I feel like they're just a very average basketball team right now. How do you look at the Lakers to this point? And we're just a couple games away from them being 25% into the season. Yeah, I mean, I think it's been frustrating so far for a lot of Lakers fans, and I can understand that because we've had we've seen some brief moments of, of brilliance for them, but as I said, it's, it's been brief. Uh, we haven't seen any sustained high-quality play. We've seen mistakes that are not what you would expect out of a veteran team in terms of defensive rotations and, and things of that nature. Uh, you've seen the offense kind of get stuck in the mud at times and they just can't quite seem to get out of their own way in, in some games. I mean, look at what's happened in third quarters. Those have been a disaster, and it seems like they, they kind of shoot themselves in the foot by continuing to settle for long jumpers that lead to runouts for the, the opposition. And next thing you know, it's uh, a, a close game becomes a 15-20 point deficit for the Lakers. So it's been a frustrating watch in, in that regard. I think that this game against the Pistons, like, uh, Frank Vogel mentioned hopefully will be a kind of a, a momentum changer for them because they finally brought that energy. I think that's been my biggest concern so far has been the, the lack of energy. As clunky as things have looked on both ends of the floor, 
It's been more the lack of energy that we've seen that's been concerning for me. And hopefully this is the game. That moment will be the moment that finally kind of woke up this team because so far it just, it just hasn't looked great, even with LeBron James being out. Does that, Trev, does that concern you? Uh, by the way, Trevor Lane, Lakers Nation, joining Lakers talk. Does that concern you at all that they are looking for a spark this early in the season that um, just playing and competing for an NBA championship and having the roster that they have and um, I guess you could say uh, respecting the game, respecting the purple and gold – does it concern you that they're looking for a spark? Because, listen, I, I thought Coach Vogel, which I don't disagree with him, that, hey, maybe this could change the landscape of the season. And, and we're going to find out very quickly because if they go out and they win tomorrow, let's say, and Wednesday, then maybe you and I could start making an argument. Maybe the season's going to start to change after what happened in Detroit. And if they if they split those games or they dropped them or whatever the case is, then we'll, we'll figure out that, okay, that wasn't the case. It wasn't the game changer in this but does it does it concern you that they're looking for a spark this early in the season and that's not just naturally coming from competing? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's that's got to be a concern right now. I mean, I think that, that most people would understand this team dropping some games, particularly with LeBron James being shelled for so long. I mean, LeBron's been – he hasn't even played in half the games this season. So you can understand losing games, but the way they've been losing and just the optics of it, the – uh, we've seen guys who just kind of stopped making the second effort on, on defense. We've seen guys settling way too much on offense, taking jumpers early in the shot clock, just doing things that you would not expect a team that's looking to compete, to compete for a championship do. And so it's not so much the losses, that, that's an issue, but it's how they lose, getting blown out by the Bulls, losing big to a Celtics team that was missing two starters, Jalen Brown and, and Robert Williams. Both those guys were out. We looked at the Miami Heat game and thought, okay, maybe this is it. Everything finally clicked for them. This is going to be great moving forward. And then they come back the next game and lose big to the Timberwolves. That's right. They're losing games by a lot to teams that, frankly, they probably shouldn't. And so there, there absolutely has to be at least some level of concern right now. Um, Trev, I, I spent some time earlier in the show talking about Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook. I, I thought last night it, it was – it was so great to watch those two compete at the highest level, and they both looked possessed, and they both looked just relentless of we're not walking away from tonight's game without a win. We're going to find a way to get the win, and maybe the spark was what happened with LeBron and Isaiah Stewart. Um, why do you think those two players – it's funny because when they are performing at the highest level and they're doing everything and Russ is getting to the basket and Anthony Davis is just the best two-way player – on both sides of the floor, he's grabbing rebounds. He's um, unstoppable on offense. But oh, by the way, he'll give you five blocks and 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 four steals in the process. Why do you think those two have been more inconsistent? Uh, and and I bring that up because you're right that the piece of LeBron missing so many games has certainly hurt the Lakers. Of course, no question about it. You you don't have to be um, anyone can tell you that. But at at the same time. I thought AD and Russ can hold things down better for the Lakers, and they haven't, and they have been inconsistent. What, what do you think are some of the reasons of what we watched yesterday in that second half and in the fourth quarter? Why can't Russ and AD? I'm not saying they got to drop unbelievable numbers every single night, but I feel like there are a lot of games we don't feel them. We don't feel their presence enough. We certainly felt it late in the game against the Pistons. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. And that was the whole point of bringing in Russell Westbrook. Right. It was for the games where LeBron wasn't able to go if he needed a load management night or whatever it was. 
Russell's going to be there. You know, Russell, Russell Westbrook is going to be able to carry the show and he can get the offense going and, and do all those sorts of things as the lead ball handler. And it just hasn't res- turned into wins. And so I think that when you're looking at AD and, and Westbrook, the potential is certainly there. We saw it against the Pistons. Now the Pistons are, are not a good basketball team, but still uh, they were able to really push down on the gas pedal and give you something that we hadn't seen before. I mean, Anthony Davis blocked Kid Cunningham twice on one play, once on the perimeter and once inside in the paint. And it just shows what kind of a defender they, he can be. And Russ, I thought, showed the fire, the emotion that we thought that we were going to see on a night-in, night-out basis from him coming in. We said, this is the guy that on a random Wednesday night in the middle of the season, and the team doesn't have the energy Russ is going to, and he's going to drag everybody else along with him. And we haven't really seen that either. Um, Part of it, I think, is just scheme. Part of it is just the newness of the roster and things of that nature. We've seen the Lakers try to go big, try to go small. Uh, It feels like they're kind of playing whack-a-mole with the number of defensive holes that they've had. But ultimately, just something is not clicking with those guys and really the whole team. And so getting both of them going, I think, will lift everybody else up. I mean, we saw it against the Pistons. Once Russ started going, Carmelo got going as well. Yeah. Anthony Davis gets going. The other guys start to start to really fall in line, but it's going to take those guys producing at a high level. And I think they just, they, they've been good, but not quite good enough so far this season. And hopefully, uh, hopefully last night will be what kind of flips the switch for them. Trevor Lane, uh, senior writer for Lakers Nation, taking some time to uh, join Lakers Talk here. Trev does fantastic, fantastic work uh, all over Lakers Nation. Um, you know, Trev, I, I spent some time as we kind of look at the, the Lakers schedule and we we see these couple of matchups that they got coming up the Knicks and the or I'm sorry the Knicks and the Indiana Pacers before they close out this road trip. Um, I, I'm curious. You you mentioned something about the starting lineup. What's been your favorite? I guess you could say iteration of this starting lineup. What's been your favorite version of it? Because yesterday you're right. They went back to DeAndre Jordan. Um, I know tomorrow against the Knicks it's going to be a different one because LeBron won't be there. What has there has there been enough games? Would you like to see THT in there on a consistent basis? See him come off the bench, Carmelo. What of these starting lineups has stood out to you? Yeah, you know I, I put this out there on Twitter uh, yesterday because we've all had the lineups that we like, but there is no definitive answer right i mean most teams around the nba have a really good sense of what their best starting five is by this point and the lakers don't uh frank vogel talked about this he, he mentioned that right now the lakers they look at with the andre jordan and that being a a solid defensive grouping that's their their better defense is when you have deandre jordan or a true big in there alongside anthony davis they feel like their defense is at its best when that's the the setup to start the game but the offense also takes a big hit when you do that. And so it's, it's tough to find that balance for me. I do think that the best lineup is still Anthony Davis at center. I don't know if you can ask him to do it all game, every game. I think talent wise, Taylor Horton Tucker should be in the starting five. I think he's clearly one of the most talented players on the team, not to mention he's the fourth highest paid player. But then we saw when he went into the starting lineup alongside LeBron and Westbrook and Anthony Davis, when all four were, were playing, uh, THT's offensive creation kind of fell by the wayside because he took a backseat to those other guys. And so then you look to bring him off the bench. I think the, the key to this is going to be getting another big out there 
whether it's a bigger wing like a Trevor Ariza, maybe it's you have to go find somebody somewhere. But the Lakers' big problem has been whenever Anthony Davis is the five, he gets pulled away from the basket and the Lakers get crushed on the boards because they just aren't that big at all the other positions. Ultimately, Anthony Davis at the five is your best offense if you can mitigate that rebounding problem. So that's going to be the key, I think, moving forward, is finding a way to run Anthony Davis at center and not get crushed on the boards. And maybe that just means Trevor Ariza coming back in a few weeks, and that solves everything. Maybe it's a trade. Maybe something else uh, is in the works, because I do think that's the best path forward. But right now, they just don't quite have the pieces to execute it uh, the way that we hope that they would. Trevor, uh, fantastic stuff as always. Always appreciate you uh, joining the show. And, you know, I hope the next time we have a conversation together, damn it, that I'm a little bit more optimistic, that I'm I'm talking more positive about our Los Angeles Lakers. I, I said this a couple times, and, and you know, I, I don't take pride in kind of dissecting the Lakers this way, but I feel like we have to. They're, you know, they're 9-9, nine and nine, and this is how they've played. I think it would be disingenuous to just think, oh, everything's, you know, everything's all going well. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you can't just sweep what we've seen under the rug. I don't think that means the sky is falling. I don't think that means the season is over. I think there's still plenty of time left, but you can't just ignore what we've seen thus far either. Of course. Well, Trev, uh, appreciate you uh, joining the show. We'll catch you um, probably within the next couple of weeks. And like I said, hopefully next time we chat, Lakers are playing much better basketball. Thanks for joining the show. Hey, thanks, man. Let's definitely do it. Next time there's a win streak, man, we're, we're going to hop it. on. That's it. That's the only time I'm going to call you, only when there's a win streak moving forward. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you, Trev. Hey, thanks, Alan. All right. That is uh, Trevor Lane of Lakers Nation. Fantastic stuff as always. Uh, by the way, I'm not kidding here. When I say this, it's like, all right, let's uh, let's only talk here moving forward when there's a win streak. If there's no win streak, that's it. I'm not having the conversation anymore. Um, okay. A couple other things I want to get into before we get out of here. Um, I want to look at – NBA had their power rankings. We'll look at – ESPN did. We'll see where the Lakers stand in that regard. That's number one. Um, second thing is just kind of looking at the NBA standings. Um, I think you'll be surprised to see how far Lakers are, how close the Lakers are to being a top-four team in the Western Conference. Not like there's a lot of teams out there killing it. I mean, there's a few, don't get me wrong, but I'll put things in perspective. And then one top NBA story I want to hit on is uh, Luke Walton getting fired from the Sacramento Kings. So we'll do all that coming up next. Appreciate you guys being a part of the show. Stay right here. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, thank you again to Trevor Lane of Lakers Nation for joining the show. Uh, quick shout-out here to Valvoline Instant Oil Change, home of the 15-minute drive through oil change. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for location and game-winning coupons off your next Valvoline Instant Oil Change. We appreciate their partnership. Okay, so uh, got some final thoughts here before uh, the Lakers. Still got two more games left um, before this road trip ends. So, of course, no LeBron James tomorrow. That's already announced. He's suspended for a game because of yesterday's incident. Isaiah Stewart is suspended for two games. So that's the latest there. Uh, ESPN did their NBA power rankings. 
Where do the Lakers fall? Top five? No. Top 10? No. Top 15? No. The Lakers are 16th in the NBA power rankings. They were 11th last week, and frankly, this is where they should be, middle of the pack. They're 9-9 nine and nine on the season. They should be middle of the pack when it comes to, um, yeah, I guess you could say where they rank amongst the elite teams in the NBA. It makes sense. The top five teams, the Golden State Warriors, the Phoenix Suns, the Brooklyn Nets, the Chicago Bulls, the Utah Jazz, Miami's in there at number six. And if you look at the standings, I know there's some games going on right now, but I'll just use what we have. Um, Golden State's 15-2. and two. They've won four in a row, nine of their last ten. Phoenix is 13-3. and three. They've won 12 games in a row, and the Utah Jazz are 11-5. and five. Um, The Lakers right now, believe it or not, are only a game and a half out of the fourth spot in the Western Conference. Clippers are there. Dallas is there. Denver has lost four in a row, but they've been missing uh, Jokic as well. Uh, Portland's playing a game above 500. So Lakers are right in the mix here in the West. I, I know I've kind of made it sound like they have been um, – they've been disappointing, but I do feel like they have been disappointing. But at the same time, when you look at the Western Conference standings, they're right there. They just got to go on some type of a win streak. They got to just start playing good basketball as well. You want them, you want to see them play good basketball, and they have not done that on a consistent basis. A quick shout out here, Stat Hero, one of our official partners here on Lakers Talk. No one plays daily fantasy sports to lose. Winning feels way better when Stat Hero you can. They're the first daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house in head-to-head matchups, winner take all. And the crazy part, they show you their lineups before you play, so you actually see who you're going to uh, go up against. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash 710ESPN and use the promo code 710ESPN for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash 710ESPN, promo code 710ESPN. Terms and conditions apply. Um so the uh, former Lakers head coach and now former head coach of the Sacramento Kings, uh, Luke Walton, lost his job yesterday. I, you know, I, I got to be honest, this one kind of surprised me a little bit. I just want to squeeze this one in here. Uh, it surprised me a little bit, and I say that only because I thought they'd just give him the rest of the year. Michael and I talked about it in the pregame show. They were 6-11. and um, They had lost seven of eight games, so obviously – the uh, Sacramento Kings thought they need to go in a different direction. But as I've said this before, and I'll say it again, and I'm not justifying anything for Luke Walton, whether he gets another coaching opportunity or not, your organization dictates how successful you are. Uh, They put you in positions to succeed or they put you in positions to fail. The problem with Luke is that team was never improving. They almost looked like they were just kind of at the same spot. They weren't really fighting for that uh, play-in tournament, which I think is realistic. I, I think if they're probably around 500, if they're playing 500 basketball, he probably still has his job. But uh, because they weren't, um, he loses his job. Uh, so that was the big news that came out yesterday. For the Lakers, two more games left on this road trip. They're going to have, what is it, four games um, before we're back uh, doing this show next Monday. Uh, if you look at the schedule right now, a lot of winnable games, the Knicks, the Pacers, the Kings, and then the Detroit Pistons. By the way, that all of a sudden becomes an interesting game. That's coming up a week from uh, yesterday, so Lakers will get the Pistons. You're not going to have to wait very long for this, these two teams to go at it again. Um, but they got a lot of winnable games here, and now it's about playing good basketball, stacking some Ws, and hopefully the Lakers can do it. Um, L.A., 
Laker fans, hope you guys have a fantastic Thanksgiving. I'm back on tomorrow morning. Still got all the Lakers pre-half and posts, but uh, this is it for Lakers talk, at least until next week. As always, thank you for being a part of the show. Have a great rest of your night.